Coming to you live, this is your MTG Action Forward News Team. Hello, this is MTG Action 4 News, your new scene for keeping things fresh in the multiverse. I'm Mr. Combo Number 5, providing you new ways to lose your friends. Then we have Big Tuck, your breaking news source. Yes, and always remember, as the well-respected Bajuka seer Eleanor Roosevelt says, with the new day comes new strength and new turn one thought seizes. Squee McGee getting caught up on meta traffic with the weather light report. <laughs> I'm bringing you the beat on the street. And then we have the head of CMD Tower himself. <laughs> Well, it looks like he fell into Ikoria, so yeah. Won't be In memoriam, <laughs> Mr. T. Will you me? Nice. <laughs> Thank you for tuning into your number six source of the Magic the Gathering news. We are excited to be nominated for an Emmy Cruel. Oh, oh, we're we're not doing like some weird snap stuff. All right. I don't know. I think we should keep me. this all in. The audience needs to know our struggles on this now. We, we, we've run out of celebrations. We can, we can only clap so many times. <laughs> We're going to start off the top of the cast of Lays and Carnage then ensued with 45. So uh, I want to talk about a lunch game I did this week. A lunch uh, game? With Ultra Budget Brews from EDH Rec. Sure. Uh, Marketing Ross. And... Uh, I believe it was Besh, one of yeah. our uh, newest patrons Woo. and someone that's joined the quarantine battlegrounds. Muchas gracias. So we get in, we're all like, hey, we got like an hour, hour change tops. Uh, let, let's go fairly quick, not competitive, but let, let's, you know, play some ag sure. ag aggressive stuff. Budget Bruce plays his pure and toothy deck, which we all know from Dan. They are terrible and very frightening. Can be, yeah, can be can be quick. Yeah, I had to, uh, I had to play against Budget Brews maybe last week, and that, yeah, that deck is pretty dang good. Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, and then uh, Besh played Zaltalpa, uh, Primal uh, Calamity. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, lots of untapping lands and doing effects. Big old then, dinos. Yeah, and then Ross decided to go ahead and play rats because you know sure. if someone plays dinosaurs, you play rats. Yeah. And then uh, I played just my Polycranos deck that just came out on the Bruise and Build two sure. weeks ago. Uh, so we're going through the through, going through the game. Uh, let's just say Dinos came out to a commanding lead, <laughs> uh, and it was kind of everyone on reactionary, making deals left and right. Love it. Uh, I love the Dinos. I ended up do it more. Yeah, it, and I'll be honest, Ross, with his, like, rats, they weren't even hitting people. They were just entering the battlefield, and we were all losing. <laughs> Training, yeah. Yeah. Uh, at, at one point, I was at one life, but I had constant mist for, and it sounds bad, but I actually only did it, I think, three turns, because what happened is after I did it the first time, the dino player, uh, Besh, was like, well, what's the point? I might as well go at the other people, and it's like, oh, that's a fair statement. Yeah. So the game still progressed on. Uh, he ends up killing Budget Brews. I'm at one life, and it's like, okay, I gotta figure something out, because <laughs> he was tapped out. Top deck, a court of calling, and I'm like, well... How, how much mana do I have to save for a constant miss? <laughs> how much can so I pour into this? Corticalling minus two. <laughs> yep. Uh, and so, oh, and then I had a maze of it. So I was like, worst case, you know, if he gets around the court of, or the uh, constant miss, I can at least get out one creature. Right. So I'm going through the deck, and I mean, I've milled out about half my deck at this point. And I'm like, I don't even know what's in here. And sure enough, 
a card that was on Big Tux and I's cutting block, Sling Gang Lieutenant ah, to the rescue. Nice. And I and I made sure to read Court of Calling. Like, does it say green creature? And it says, nope, nope. just creatures. Creature. And so I brought him out, and before he could activate Zoltalpa to shoot him down, it's like, well, I could just sacrifice himself to make you lose a life, and I'll gain a life. I like Very it. Very good. Well played. I, I, felt, Very I, well played. I felt pretty decent. Yeah, yeah really but then, nice. wait, what happened after that? Uh... The game was over. I won. Oh, you won it. Oh, I didn't. People, I yeah. cried. The I, game was done. I thought you were at one life. Said, I was at one. I'm oh, sorry. I was at like one or three, and he was also at one life. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Nice. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That would be relevant information for the table to have. <laughs> yeah. I was just going to be like, I thought you were at one, so you just killed yourself and, and called it? game. Oh, that's an OG move. Squee, uh, what game do you want to talk about? So. Uh, been getting into this online gaming rig situation. Took me a second. Uh, I wish y'all yeah. could see it. I'll post a picture up here sometime. I have a camera hanging off of a knob from a guitar on top of a bridge <laughs> for a bass on the shelf that's over my studio desk. It's really quite a thing. Um, but it's been enjoyable playing with people online. I didn't, I didn't know. I hadn't really yeah. tried it much since a couple of years ago. We had a bad experience, but, you know, streaming wasn't yes, exactly a, a great thing at the time, so you couldn't see anything that was going on. Uh, but got to yeah, play. Yeah, that was, I guess, that was, what, 2013? Yeah, no, yeah, 2014, that was a while. I think. Cold, I think it was 14, people, right? but, 2014. you know, the, yeah. the decade of 420 mm -hmm. and 720? 480 and 720. There it is. Oh, yeah. there we go. Yeah. It's like 420. That's a different activity. Huh. Interesting. Well, uh, it was a lot of fun to play, so I actually went on a heater. I won three of the first four games that I played online, and it nice. felt really, really good. That had been, yeah, as you've heard, on a struggle bus for uh, sure. two, three months. <laughs> and over the last couple of weeks, I think that, that bus has turned itself around, uh, pumped up the tires again. It's cruising nicely on the highway. Uh, nice. But Kakusho picked up a win. Reese picked up a win. Gorman Virtus picked up its very first win, by the way. Oh, wow. Yeah, that, nice. That deck had never won before because Virtus hated out every single game. Sure. Um, Correct. Correct. But yeah, it, it finally right. pulled one out. I think the online format kind of gives you a little bit more of a, a constant mist, if you will. Uh, where people don't exactly pay as much attention to what's going on because it's not right next to them. Uh, so well, I, and like I think we've been playing with a lot of people that we haven't played with before, so some of the politics and headshot maneuvers aren't necessarily in place yet. So yeah, that's true. That's that's very that true. Has to do with it. But yeah, it, it felt really good. I uh, won a couple of games. Uh, even the game that I lost, I didn't even mind. So you know, I'd sure. already won three. Right. So that's what I got. Well, Big Tuck, what game do you want to talk about? So, unfortunately, I have the opposite problem where I all the games I've played online, there's two I want to talk about, and both of them involve who's usually a good, affable player to go up against, our good pal, the <laughs> Duff Man. So, there's been two games that we played together, two of them, and one of which I believe he wasn't completely himself in one form or another. I don't want to get into too many details about that, but... I'm not sure if he was thinking clearly. And then the other game, he was <laughs> dead on, clear conscious. There's been two games where he has intentionally hated me out in the beginning, only to lose both times because of it. Well, <laughs> two times in a row. Once to Ross and once to friend of the cast, Will. I think and Mr. Combo and I can relate back and forth on that one for a few games. And again, it's like. There was, like, one where it was, like, sort of okay-ish that he did it, but, like, since he attacked me, I had to retaliate in turn, and he had other options, and he still came after me, lost, and then that was, like, the fair <laughs> one, and then the other one, he just came out me at the swinging out the gates, <laughs> completely letting Will do whatever he wants, and he just got over with zombies, so... 
That also, was, that a was, mistake. Friend of the cast, Will, should never be let to do whatever he wants on the Magic I board. Kept, that's what I tried to say, but here we are. So I have been less less lucky on the online format, but hopefully hopefully the, the wins will be more favorable. Fruitful? Sure. Favorable wins. Fortuitous? It's a magic card. It's okay. It gets magic creatures card. plus one, plus zero flying. <laughs> that's cool. exciting. So anyway, so that's been my that's been my online trials and tribulations so far. So so before we migrate away from 40 life and a dash, I do want to put a notice out. I am putting someone on notice. Who do you get? Dan, Dan. I'm coming for oh, you. Buddy. Oh, buddy. We, it's, we, it's been we played... We played a game last night. Duffman posted in our own group chat, hey, uh, anyone want to play some Magic tonight? Sure. So it was me, Dan, Nathan, Marketing Ross, and the Duffman. Uh, Duffman is playing his Wart. Five pod, correct? Yes, five pod. He's playing his uh, Rakdos Wart deck. Who's also mm-hmm. on my uh, notice. Which, it's terrifying. Yeah, yeah, it's, really, it's, 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 really it's a combo town, which is fine. I, I like those decks. Uh, I'm playing birds. Sorry, bird of prey, <laughs> Commander <laughs> Esha Voltron. <laughs> it, it, it's mono white. Uh, turn one, I get. I, I kept a one lander because I had land tax. Played land tax. Dan immediately. Oh, look at him! He's playing land tax. Blah. Uh, and then turn. Yeah, See, it does sound, sure, okay. good. It sound a lot like that. <laughs> and then turn three, I exile one of my lands to put an extra planar lens down. Ah, bah, bah, bah. He blows it up, and I'm like, okay, I took I took the heat. That's fine. I don't agree with it because we got this goblin player that's about to combo off. Right. Uh, and then what ended up happening is right before he blew up my uh, deal, Duff revealed a bunch of goblins from the top of his library, which one of them was one of his massive win cons, the Grinzo, that when it deals damage, oh, he gets yeah. that many. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the plus one counters and the goblins. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I've been yeah. killed by that. Yeah, absolutely. And he revealed that, and it's like, wait, so you're focusing your thing on me when the goblin player is going all crazy? And then the entire game, I did not hit Dan once, but the whole game, Dan was like, oh, so what are we going to do about that uh, Esha? What are we going to do about that uh, plus three, plus so equipment? What are we going to do about that Planeswalker? I'm telling you, man, I'm coming for you. <laughs> and the only reason Duff won last night, because I actually ended up throwing out a... Um, uh, Tuck, you'll have to help me out. Yeah. Uh, I know Duff knows it by memory. Two colorless white enchantment. Uh, Squee McGee plays it. Everyone can only play one spell per turn. Oh, oh rule of law. yeah, yeah, rule of rule of law. I played a rule of law because I was like, we have to slow down the <laughs> the, the, the the crazy combo player. And the the only person that really complained about it was Duff because right. he was just like, oh, what am I supposed to do? I can just only play one thing a turn. As soon as Dan at the end, close to the, well, basically the end of the game, blew that up, Duff comboed out next turn. And it was just so, like, so you this, SOB. So in this situation, Dan was you and you were me. <laughs> no, because I, I was scary. I was a little scary, but yeah, I'm yeah. coming for you, Dan. It's on notice. <laughs> putting, it on, putting it on blast. It's not That's official until you whisper it into the microphone. Oh, I'm coming for you, Dan. Yeah. There we go. Oh, speaking of which, I'm coming for you, Jimmy. And I'm just squee. Uh, is that his new name? Just squee. Oh. We got to move good. on. We've been on 40 Life and a Dash in a hot minute. <laughs> Cashing it in. Uh, that's going to wrap up 40 Life and a Dash. Now to cover what's going on in your local multiverse. What's the plane chase? So as we record this, this is day one of spoiler season for Ikoria, Layer of Behemoths. And boy, we saw some heaters. Yeah, this looks uh, super cool. 
Yeah. Uh, so we thought we would actually first cover the mechanics of Ikoria. Then we're going to talk about the Godzilla-themed cards and what our thoughts are on just this direction from WotC in general. So let's start off with the mechanics. Uh, they are introducing some repeat mechanics mm -hmm. and some new mechanics that I'm like, meh, and then some other mechanics that I'm a little confused on. Right. So let's try to talk <laughs> through this together. This. Let's, go, let's go through it we, together. We can, I, we can I figure feel this exactly out. We can figure way. it out. <laughs> so the first one that's pretty easy, and I know Lance Armstrong's excited, we got cycling Ooh, back. The only thing that go. sucks is they're, they're totally trying to force it into red now. Uh, with the card, with some of the cards they previewed, so I, I as someone who has a cycling deck, it just pains me to be like you couldn't do like ninety percent of cycling decks are either. Well, I guess there's red and black with Angie, which is kind of a cycling deck, but most of them yep. are Esper, right? Because you have access to the good cycling cards like like Astral Drift and mm -hmm. that sort of stuff. So, so I wish, I really don't like the fact that they're trying to branch this into three colors when it's already a kind of fringe mechanic to build around. So if you guys aren't familiar with cycling, cycling basically says if the card has cycling in your hand, you could pay whatever the cost is, discard it to draw a card. Yeah. So actually, here's why I think they're putting it in red, Tuck. Red needs card absolutely. draw. Absolutely. Yeah, this gets red absolutely. card draw. And so they could have that. And then another great one of it is like XYZ land cycling or, yep. sliver, or like more specific, like there's a sliver cycling card. There's a wizard cycling card. Um, so I think well, that, and the, is it there even the red enchantment that just says land you yeah, control have cycling. cycling as well. Uh -huh. So, but like again, and I think that that's somewhat makes sense, but just as a core group of colors that really benefit from cycling, I think really, cause it's not like cycling decks in my opinion, for the most part, aren't supposed to be super aggressive, right? They're kind of like slower buildups, getting value, drawing your stuff. So, um, um, some of the things where they're trying to turn it into something that's a little more aggressive, like pinging for damage when you cycle and that sort of stuff, probably will, will play well in limited and kind of give them another option. Mm -hmm. It just, sure. I just, I just wish that they could like. You know, there's some there's some abilities and some evergreen stuff that you see in specific colors over and over and over again, and I wish that they could kind of narrow that down. But I don't know. I, I, any more any. To be fair, I love cycling. I love cycling lands. <laughs> I know we've talked do. about it all over the place. So I. Any more cycling's good. I just wish they didn't ha put the focus in so far on red. Yeah, I do have a question for the group. Do you think if they're doing cycling focus for red and they're trying to work on red card draw that they're going to bring out a couple more good red card draw cards specifically in this set? No. No, there'll probably be more because, like, again, like the cycling cards in the run of them, they all deal with, like, they'll say when you cycle or discard a card, right? No, I'm so thinking, is this, kinda, is this a preview for Red to get more draw cards elsewhere outside of cycling? I, I would. I wouldn't be surprised if they got more of like the cathartic reunions or thriller possibilities where like you draw yeah, cards and then card, draw them, two. Okay. or something yeah. along those lines, Faithless Looting. So having some more of that would be helpful, especially if they're trying to force Red to be more cycling because that way they already have a good built-in base. Like Thrill Possibility is in standard right now, and I think that's that's probably doing work in, in mono-red decks. So um, yeah, I, I, lo I love cycling. I think it's really exciting. I just wish they could be more Esper focused as opposed to branching out into red as well. Yeah, that's fair. 
Well, the next one is keyword counters, and this is the one that's like, why did we need it? <laughs> right? I don't really see the point. <laughs> uh, so keyword counters is just like a plus one, plus one counter gives a creature plus one, plus one. These keyword counters give the permanent whatever it is on the listed ability. Um, and so, for example, on the uh, Magic.Wizards website, they do show the punch out cards mm -hmm. for, I would assume, the ones that they're going to have keyword counters for out of the gate. Right. And then maybe more will come down the line. So currently, they're going to have it for Menace, First Strike, Hexproof, Lifelink, Reach, Vigilance, Death Touch, Flying, Trample, and, well, Flying. But one's <laughs> flying in blue, one's flying in white. Very so, important distinction. Very important. I think that is indicative of the, of the Evergreens that they're trying to support, right? Because like that's mm -hmm. also the list that's on Odric Lunar Marshall. Plus Skulk, which are they're never going to go back to probably uh, unless we go back to Innistrad. Uh, I, like I think this might be a way. This might be a way to try to make it easier to track what has what from what thing, right? So maybe if. if if they're like, but there's so many ways to remove counters. Vampire. There's so many yeah, ways yeah. to add counters. This is what I'm worried about. This could be a slippery well, slope and say an attracts a type of build because you can start doubling counters on a creature no. with plus one, and plus one with trample counters. Because is there any limit to how many counters you could make? They could have fifty trample what, counters on them, and then you use what, what a card does that matter? That would be based well, off of counters out on the board. Now, force. Now, force. Remove counters. Forrest, uh, day two Wong did bring up a great point that if something has two first strike counters, does it count as double strike? No, it does no, not. No, of course not. But it's just I thought that was kind of that was kind of a funny little thing you got going there. I, I'm not sure. Um, I think there are some cards where you blow it up and you get you get something due to the amount of counters on it. But yeah, like I don't really know where they're going with this. I mean, they spoiled the commander that's going to be based around this, and it seems fine but i don't really see the difference as opposed to it being like these creatures get flying till end of turn or they get they get like flying till whenever you know do you think maybe this is a way to give colors that don't traditionally have these effects oh, those effects yeah so yeah. like for example if you wanted to do uh, um, I'm trying to think of one. Like red, Let's red, go. red has Azorius no. being able to give blue creatures first strike. Sure, right. yeah. Or like could be cool. red outside of dragons, red has no real support for flying. So if you're mixing in deck colors um, to give bigger red creature beaters flying, like that could be kind yep. of cool. Um, yeah, I'm kind of with you, Mister Combo, on this one. I think I'm, I'm kind of I don't really get it yet. So <laughs> yeah, we'll see what we'll see what happens. I'm sure I'm sure there's some sort of card or combo that will come up that will just blow our socks off. Yeah, I got excited cool. for a fleeting moment on it because I thought I could throw it on tokens and then double it, and I don't think it works no. like that. So no, you know that that went away, and I'm with you. I don't know. I don't know what it's for. So I even had an idea about maybe a way that you could actually make this good, but I just looked up the card, Forgotten Ancient, and it yeah. specifically says you can move any number of plus one, plus one counters. Oh, so you yeah. can't even move. I was thinking maybe if you could load him up with counters and then you can move him around, right. that could be a cool thing. But nope, can't even I mean, do there that. could be a card that comes out that says you can move any amount of, you could, at the beginning of your upkeep, you can move any amount of color, any amount of counters in between creatures you control. Yeah. So like, yeah. if that's the case, that could be cool. But again, you could proliferate just, and move them, I guess. Guess. But if they're just introducing this now, like we have no support historically going into this, right? So it could Correct. be one of those things where it's like, okay, this isn't going to really gestate until the next three or four yeah. blocks. Yeah, I mean, I now guess the new way. Yeah, you could proliferate them in, in Atraxa and then proliferate and move them so all your creatures get that kind of ability. But that's pretty yeah, if you can move arduous them, at best. 
Yeah. Well, and I'll tell you this. I've already tried to look up how to move counters because I, I wanted too, to build yeah, that Triad of the Fates. I can't see well, much. I wanted to build that Triad of the Fates deck. Right, yeah, And yeah. be able to, like, move stuff around. And there is, like, no moving It's all, it's all like, super specific, right? Like, Correct. plus one, plus one, or Fate counter or anything like that, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So now we're going to move on to the uh, second to last one and by far the most confusing. And I guarantee it's going to cause more friendships to be oh, lost baby, than a Mr. Combo number five deck. Uh, <laughs> we're talking about mutate. Oh, so what is happening? Bear with me here. I'm just going to read this verbatim from the wizard's website, and then I'm going to take a pause. <laughs> sure. Every creature card with mutate gives you two ways to cast the spell. So, of course, you could just cast it for its normal spell cost. Mm -hmm. Think of this almost as like Bestow. Mm -hmm. uh, a Mutate card is kind of like Bestow. So, you could cast it for its normal cost, or you can cast it for its Mutate cost. And so, what Mutate is, is if you cast a spell for its Mutate cost, put it over or under target non-human creature you own, they mutate into the creature on top, plus all abilities from underneath of it. And so they do give us an example on the website. Right. So there's a card called Cloud Piercer uh, that has reach, and whenever this creature mutates, you may discard a card. If you do, draw a card, and it's a 5-4. And then there's Moscoat Goriak, who has Vigilance and is a 2-4. And so they say, if you cast Cloud Piercer for its mutate cost with Moscoat Goriak as the target, as Cloud Piercer resolves, you could put Cloud Piercer on top, in which case you end up with a 5-4 Red Dinosaur with Mutate, Reach, the Triggered Ability, so whenever right. you may discard a card, draw a card, right. and Vigilance. Mm -hmm. But if you put Cloud Piercer on the bottom, you end up with a 2-4 Green Beast right. with the same suite of abilities. So here's the thing. I don't know why you would never just put the biggest the, one on the top. The only way it would be if like you're trying to keep a... like If there's something that's like destroy all creatures with power X greater or something like that, right? Some mm. weirdo fringe case. Yeah, I mean, that's... Um, yeah. But to your Stretch. point, like this, I have, so this is something that I that kind of frustrates me with uh, magic in general. Is like I understand that they try to keep it fresh and try to keep it interesting. They already kind of did this with augment in unstable, and I've seen people complain that this is like an ability that should be on silver cards. Which is like, sure, sure. okay. I, my biggest concern is like they're gonna print a handful of decent of maybe decent mutate cards and they've already shown that one of the commanders has mutate on it as well and then yep. like in a set or two it's not we're never going to see it again yeah but i think the one good thing is that you can mutate on a creature without mutate mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. at least like from a command like the general that's getting done which we'll talk about next week right um at least there it's like okay I don't necessarily have to build a deck around mutate. I just need good utility creatures that and then knowing that my commander onto, can slot right. on top. Yeah. But to that, um, to be fair with that commander, its ability is when it deals damage, you can bring a card with mutate from your graveyard to hand or something like that, right? There's some of them, yeah. There's a lot of different yeah. abilities so around, that's, around the so cards like I was that, reading. That's my bigger concern. Like, I think it's kind of cool. And also to pat ourselves on the back, we did kind of talk about this ability uh, in some way, shape, or form when we put our tinfoil hats yep. on of like one creature eating or combining with another creature right. to get bigger. Yep. Boom! We've been kind of Command white. Zone ain't got nothing on we've been, us. We've been kind of white hot, <laughs> and we'll get we'll get into this in we'll get into this in a potential article, or we did get into this in an article over the weekend how we talked about how we were kind of spot on in our guesses, at least with the smaller yep. cards we yes, got, sir. Um, but yeah, like I believe it's I, called I a heater. 
it's a heater. <laughs> you never leave the table on a heater. I think it's like I said. I think it's a really interesting ability. But like off the cuff, I just don't really see. I'm not. I'm not seeing crazy sure. cool interactions and that sort of stuff in it. I think EDH wise, that's correct. Yeah, I don't. I don't see a lot. Oh gosh, and standard. Yeah. This is going to be. Yeah, it's going to be. Awesome. It's going to be. Uh, you, you know how many uh, judge <laughs> people are going to be screaming. Uh, and so the last thing I want to say on mutate guys is just from a. Okay, this opens up a lot of questions, and so I do want to read this so everyone understands. Uh, resolving a mutated creature spell does not mean that that creature enters the battlefield. It simply makes the creature that was already on the battlefield change its characteristics. Right. If the original creature was tapped, the new merge creature is tapped. If it had any counters or auras or equipment, it still does. Um, now, the only mm. thing... Oh, nope. So if it does have Shroud, you cannot mutate because it does oh, target. Oh, target. Right. Okay. Yep. Um, but another thing is that you can technically cast another creature spell with Mutate and have a third card join the pile. Same rules apply, just the new card goes on the top or the bottom and will change the characteristics accordingly. So I guess the middle card would disappear? Uh, you would still. So you would still get the middle card... Because it says whichever which, whichever card is on top of the stack is the one that has the power and toughness, right? Mm-hmm. So you could have the power you'd have the power and toughness of the one on the top of the mutate stack, and then all the abilities underneath it. Oh, okay. So, and, and the example they gave is Zag, Zagoth Mamba. Uh, whenever this creature mutates, target creature and opponent controls gets neg two, neg two until end of turn. Right. So that's one that you'd want to, I guess, constantly mutate because then it's yeah. constantly negging out people. So I have a so. question for you. On, say, for example, Avertus the Veiled. If you mutated onto Avertus the Veiled, it would read, whenever Avertus the Veiled deals combat damage to a player, that player loses half their life rounded up. So would he have to be on top for that to work? No, 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 no. He would just have to be in the mutated stack. So you could put a you could put a two two flyer with mutate on top of that, right. and then it becomes a two two flyer with named, that ability. Is it named Virtus the Veil? The name, still? the name, the name. They said stacks. The once it says the name of the card, it means this card. Okay. So okay. if you mutated a flyer on top of Virtus the Veil, it would still have all those abilities on Virtus the Veil. Well, that could. But be I fun. do think. But I do think the one thing from a commander perspective, if you mutate your commander with something on top, I don't believe it would do command damage. No, because it because it tracks. It's it has to be like it's the same thing with Temet. Even though you create a token version of Temet, when correct, you, it does not do command oh damage because it's not that specific card. I'm already screaming for a judge in my head. Let's go. Yeah, it's exhausting. <laughs> all right, let's move it's, on from this sucks, headache to one. It sucks to be right all the time. <laughs> let, 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 let's move on to the Timmy of mechanics yeah. that I think will actually, you know, do a really cool deck building challenge that you don't have to be creative to come up with yourself. We're talking about companion. Mm -hmm. So companion, uh, what it actually does, guys, is from a standard perspective. Um, companion is an effect that says your starting deck contains only cards with and it gives you a condition. And then that condition, if you follow that, you can have this card sitting in your sideboard, your wish pile, whatever, in a 60 card format, and you can cast it uh, as long as you follow those deck building restrictions. Obviously, in Commander, we do not have wish boards. The rules committee has not come out to say that they will allow wish boards. Mm -hmm. We can use these Guys, which I doubt they will, uh, but you can still use these as commanders because they are legendary creatures. 
And I think it opens up a very cool avenue. So for example, the one that they give us uh, an example of is Karuga, mm -hmm. the Macro Sage. This is a legendary creature, Dinosaur Hippo. Yeah. I'm already uh, I'm, I am in. Uh, your deck starting deck contains only cards with CMC three or greater and land cards. And then it says uh, when it ETBs, draw a card for each other permanent you control with a converted mana cost three or greater. So it's just a bunch of different cards like that. It's very deck restrictive. It's almost like, hey, I'm restricted by my uh, my colors because my deck can only have these colors in it. And now I'm giving myself another restriction, kind of like when I did Brutaclad Seven Dwarf Permanence sure. only. Right. Uh, this is just another avenue. I actually kind of like yeah, this. It's, it's fun. funny. It's really yeah, fun. I agree. I would and very I think, much enjoy the challenge. And I think to your point, I think the, one of the reasons why one of these got banned is because this is something that oh, you that can, was an infinite combo. Well, this, is, this is something that you can keep outside of the game, even in Commander. So if you yeah. like with the Hippo, for example, I think this is really cool because most Simic decks or a lot of Simic decks, like my Edric, for example, are very low creatures, right? Like you're churning out value, you're playing low CMC stuff, just kind of build up and then overrun people. Whereas this, if you if, so you could play a uh, you'd still have to play like an Edric deck, for example, and then this would be your 101st card, but you couldn't run any of the things underneath it, right? Which but I think, no, because we, we don't have sideboards or wishboards, so you I can't run this as your 101st card. So but why did, if that's the case, then why did they ban the other one? Because it had flash, and when it ATB'd, you got to copy an instant or sorcery spell for three mana. So it's my, under so it's my understanding hurts. the reason why they banned it is, is that because it's a champion card, and you can just champion onto any other deck that runs those colors and just have them come in and copy it. So that's what that's like what Forrest and the rest of the game were talking about. Like I think these I think that's why these are so complex and why that one yeah. immediately got banned. It's just so that it adds like there's no reason not to run that deck that one in particular in any commander deck that runs blue or that runs blue and red. Like for example, your turns and burns deck, that just makes that that's the hundred and first card in that deck. So you can just bring it in, copy a spell immediately, like time warp or whatever. Well, Whereas these other ones so much Whereas these other ones, like like Karuga again, like this could this could be your hundred and first card in a deck because it doesn't seem like it's it's not in a sideboard or anything along those lines. Right. You would just have to build your deck around that restriction, right? You could use it as a commander, or you could use it as this hundred and first card, which I think is why that's why I think like him in particular is so interesting, right? Because normally this card would be probably pretty good as a commander. But it's really cool as a champion knowing that you have it sitting out in the ether, if you will, ready to play it when you can at the most opportune moment, even knowing that your deck is built around that. See, the issue I have with that, though, is that in Commander, it has been strictly stated, regardless of what a card says, that we do not have witch boards, right. or sideboards, or any of that. So to me, the companion mechanic is irrelevant to Commander. 100%. And, I, and you, you are right, and, and Forrest and them are right. I was just on the mtgcommander.net website, and that is literally stated, um, you know, Lutri is the 101st card is intensely problematic, but it shouldn't even be a conversation of 101st card. It should just be stated the companion cards cannot exist outside your 199 card deck and the command. Like I a, mean, that's, not, that's a, not how they're worded, so I mean, that might change. Ulamog? 
like the similar concept to that where you can play any Eldrazi from outside the game? Yeah. Nope. So that you so cannot. that that one, unless your LGS or your local group lets you play wish boards okay. or these sort of okay. things. And it's a, it's kind of the same reason why the wish spells don't work in Commander. Because well, yeah, if that doesn't work, then I would assume then this has to be the same. So but it's not. It's not because yeah, they expand a card it's, it's because it's they're allowing it right now. I just, so I mean uh, that might change. That's so dumb. I mean, there's a reason we had Sheldon on the podcast what six months ago, and I think there's a reason yep. that he was at Magic HQ for two months, probably intensely debating and trying to figure these things out. Interesting. So, yeah. I mean, we'll, it remains to be seen um, if these are going to be legal in Commander. The otter, for sure not, even though he is adorable and has a big belly, which I like. Sorry, Marketing Ross. Like, I, just, I, yeah, do, I just feel like Champion has to be outside of the game as far as a mechanic almost. Companion. Com- companion sorry, sorry. has to be outside. Yeah, of, I yeah. feel like Companion has to be outside of the game. I, well, like I said, I like, mean, it, it does, but they're allowing it for some things. So, well, so, I mean, like me. I said, like, I think this one, like, I think the Karuga, and I haven't looked into the other two super in depth. Like, one of them's even, which I think is kind of cool, like, even tribal, which is kind of fun. Um, but I don't think they really, like, break the game outside the fact of putting in 101 cards. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, we'll see how long these last, if they do at all, when they get printed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, final point, I think they're fine as a commander of the 99, uh, or the 100. Uh, I think the Otter is still broken yeah. as one, because 3 CMC at flash speed from the command zone to copy it's an pretty, extra turn spell. Pretty good, yeah. That's pretty good, um, but regardless. All right, guys. Well, that's going to cover the new mechanics. The next thing we're going to do is just quickly hit uh, our thoughts on basically what Wizards has done is they've partnered with um, and who owns... Is it, is it Paramount? Who I owns no, Godzilla? I have no idea. Maybe Sony? Um, but keep going. I'll look it up. Uh, so they've partnered with the company that owns the monster universe, Godzilla. Uh, I believe Godzilla vs. Kong was supposed to come out this year, so I'm sure this is some cross-promotion. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they got a little bit of moolah for it. Um, and so what they've done is they've actually taken cards that are in Ikoria, um, and they actually have a real name. And they have that base card. They have a showcase card, which actually looks kind of sick. Yeah. It's like this Japanese animated artwork done to it. Real quick, uh, the like company from name comic. is Toho. Well, that's, a Japanese, Toho. that's a Japanese yeah. company that owns it, but it's yeah. distributed now by Warner Brothers, who I think owns Legendary Pictures. Uh, okay. So okay. It's some giant film conglomerate. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then what they did is then they created a promo uh i don't know i I don't know if these are going to be called showcases because well no they're not showcases i don't know what these are to be called but regardless they basically took that magic creature and made a godzilla character after it and so like for example bio quartz space godzilla is is that prokos apex of we can't read it because all, all the images are blurry online. So all blurry. Yeah, they're all blurry. Uh, so, Baba, so what we're going to do is we'll just read the card, read the CMC, what it is, uh, just give a quick thoughts on it. And then at the end of this, we'll give our overall thoughts on do we want to see more of this kind of stuff to where you have an actual magic card, but then maybe this special artwork one that Mr. Combo is going to have to go buy uh, yeah, um, and make me broke trade in to- toilet paper for it um, is uh, actually worth it or does it add anything to the game? So, BioCourt's Space Godzilla. Two colorless black, green, blue. This is a legendary creature. Nightmare, beast, elemental. It's a mythic. Mythic. Uh, mythic. 
It's also a 6-6, and it has that mutate effect that we talked about. So for two colorless and Demir green-green, you can mutate it uh, onto a creature, and so you can either you know have it be top or bottom. Uh, it does have trample, and it says you may cast Brokus. Uh, oh, that's his actual name. Ha, huh, that's funny. <laughs> so they do the new name in the top, but then in the rules right. text, they leave it the magic oh. name. So his actual real name is Brokus Apex of Forever. So you may cast him from your graveyard using its mutate ability, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah, I think this, yeah, I think this is cool. one of the ones that's really, that's pretty interestingly designed. I mean, We've seen how good Polukernos can do coming back from the yard, right? So I kind of think this is a this could be a very interesting, you know, um, slap him down with something that has trample or uh, sorry, something that has flying. Like if you infect, put, if you put the, yeah, if you put this on top of like a vampire nighthawk, and then now you have a six six trample flying first strike uh, or a lifelink and death touch, like that's uh, kind of yeah. interesting. Yeah, I think this I think this one actually has some wheels in terms of what to build around. And, and Question: card. It, Is this going in Moldrotha? Ah, uh, maybe. The problem with Moldrotha for me is that it's not really creature-based. It's more value. So I don't really know what this would even slap so onto. So, 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 oh, I was about to say, wouldn't that mean that you're kind of like my Yarok deck and you don't really have a way to win? Kind of. Kind of. I think this is cool. and I mean, even at the very worst, you got a 6-6 six, six trampler for 6. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. All right, guys. We're going to move on to the next one. Uh, we're talking... Dorat the perfect pet. The cutest yeah, pet. Yeah, he is cute. Uh, you, you cast him for it. That's just blue-red. Creature fairy dragon. He's an uncommon. Uh, he's a 1-1. One, one, and he has flying and haste. And whenever you cast a non-creature spell, put a plus one, plus one counter on sprite dragon. So sprite dragon is the yeah. actual command or the actual magic name. Uh, it's whatever. I, think, I mean, it's, I, it's, not a, it's not a legend. I, I'm not going to do anything with I it. I think it's, it's kind of cool. Good. Like... I think it'd be. I think it's a fun. I think it's kind of a fun backup in like a lighter um, Isaac that's trying to do something a little different. Um, this would probably be pretty good. And there's um, there's some wizard deck that when you cast a non-creature spell, wizards get plus one plus one or something like that. So I can kind of see him playing into that. I mean, it's not that exciting as a two as a two drop, but I don't know. I kind of, I think it's kind of an interesting card. And I'll try again, yeah, so I, I think it's pretty cool, and like a, a one-one flyer with haste for two is nothing to sniff at. Sure, um, you know you're putting one-one counters on him, so he has a lot of value there. I like it. All right. The next one is Baby Godzilla Ruin Reborn. And they actually don't say what his real name is in the text. No. So slaughter it in this. Uh, <laughs> it looks like Pill Young Symbiote. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Pill Boy. Uh, oh, just got done watching The Good Place. Uh -huh. There we go. Uh, it's a creature frog uncommon for 1-3. And I actually think this one has some legs, potentially, if you're able to make a mutate deck. Yeah. And I guess we'll, by the time this comes out, you'll know. But if one of the Commander 2020 decks is a mutate deck, mm -hmm. uh, each creature spell you cast costs one less to cast if it has mutate. So kind of like a mutate mana door. Right, yep. Whenever you cast a creature spell, if it has mutate, draw a card, then discard a card. Yeah. yeah. Seems it's good. I mean, it's really, kind of like... It's, a value it's gonna tag. be in every. It's gonna be in every mutate mutate deck that's ever gonna yeah, be made. For sure. Right? So like, it's that's like a good cool. fortune unicorn in a token deck. Like it just makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So I, and the art's cute. You know, baby Godzilla. Why not? Um, yeah. Of course. Go go Godzilla. Why, why not? You know. <laughs> and he's a one three, so like he's, he's he can chump block a lot of people. And, yeah, but and but again, die. like you're, this this is only gonna be in mutate deck. So there you have it. Yeah. There we go. All right, the next one, guys, is Gigan, Cyberclaw of Terror, which honestly, he doesn't remind me so much of like a Godzilla, even though I know he's supposed to be like this massive, like, praying. I think it's a praying manis, right? 
Hey, big time. Uh, maybe your glasses to read this guy. I know it's horrible. Yeah, uh, the, but what he does remind me of is oh gosh, what was it like Giga Wolf or whatever from Digimon? Oh, when like the main guy he would turn in and he'd be like all mechanic and stuff. Uh, That's never what got he into Digimon. Like. Uh, I I did. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> it's, another, it's, another, right. it's another one of your favorite companion cards, there, Mister Combo. Yep, there we go. Uh, so it's four colorless Demir Demir. His actual name is Jiruda, Demon of the Demon Doom of Depths. Yeah, ha, nice, suck it. <laughs> uh, legendary creature, Demon Kraken. He's a rare. He's a six six. He does have the companion. So your starting deck contains only cards with even converted mana costs. And when uh, Gigan or Jiruda enters the battlefield, each player puts the top four cards of their library into their graveyard. Put a creature card with an even converted mana cost from among those cards onto the battlefield under your control. That's pretty great. Yeah. In yeah, these colors, absolutely. blinky blinky. Yeah, and and like I just again, this is something that if you're going to build the Demir deck, this is something that's going to be completely different than other Demir decks, right? Like that you're just focusing on even casting costs. Now, granted, there is like some sort of graveyard shenanigans you can do with it, but as part of the 101, I think it's actually a pretty sweet card. I think it's a lot of fun too because there's a little bit of chance to it. Like you may right. see something really good just pass you on by but the next card's uh i don't know paradise druid honestly i just see this as another part of an infinite win yeah, yeah probably yeah. <laughs> palancron dead eye navigator just blink this guy infinitely and mill everyone out. out yeah yeah you could, yep. you could possibly say this set is turning into a combo special I, which is yeah. ironic because it's supposed to be giant <laughs> creatures so we'll see how that turns out it's supposed to be for me yeah. All right. Well, we'll see what the next one's going to bring us. Uh, it's King Caesar Awoken Titan. Uh, this is a colorless Mardu, uh, red, white, and black. And his it's actual a, it's name. A, it's a mythic. It's a mythic. Oh, it is a mythic. Uh, and his actual name, oh gosh, it's so tiny. Uh, Shape Dax Apex of the Hunt. Yeah, well done. Snap Dax. Nice. There we go. Uh, he's a dinosaur cat nightmare. Love it. Relevant. Oh, relevant. I, I actually do love it. Yeah. Uh, he's a 3 5, and he has mutate for two colorless Rakdos, white, white. He has double strike. And whenever this creature mutates, it deals four damage to target creature or planeswalker an opponent controls, and you gain four life. I think this is actually kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, I do too. So the so the mutate cost will be if you're doing it from the command zone, it's still going to get the commander tabs, mm -hmm. right? Because it's not a replacement effect like ninjutsu, correct? Yep. Because you're still having to, you're still gonna have to pay that cost. Yes, because you, because if you uh, bestow works the same right. way. Yeah, 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 for sure. I, so no, I, I, love, think, I think it is cool. I love that they threw the planeswalker in there as well, because that's becoming more and more relevant every time that a new set comes sure. out. So I was really excited to see that because four damage to a planeswalker can be potentially crippling to yeah, somebody's board state. That could be pretty good. And um, a three. So, but even even on its face, like a three-five double strike for four, it was kind of cool. Oh. Like you know, that's yeah. a little different. And then you have the backup yeah. of. I mean, know, I suppose you could I, mutate on top of this as well, couldn't you? Sure. Yeah. No. Oh yeah, yeah. sure. If you if you double if you strike, mutate those colors, at. that is a wonderful ability. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, it's, but it's here's the thing. Enough, I, I think. I don't think he's good enough to be a general, though, to be honest. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah. I mean, there, there's another. I think, another, there, I think there, he's there. in the 99. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. All right. The next one is going to be the boss himself. Not really. It's one of them because yeah. they printed two. <laughs> uh, Godzilla, Prime Evil Champion. And so this guy's actual name is Titanith Rex. 
pretty on point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, seven colorless, green, green. He's a uncommon 11-11. With trample. Goodness. Trample. Dinosaur, beast, trample. But here's a cool thing. He has cycling for a colorless and a green. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh, when you cycle Titanic Rex, put a trample counter on target creature you control. Honestly, I don't know why you would ever want to cycle him. I guess that's a standard thing. Um, uh, pay two colorless I mean, and if you're speed running to get something trample. deck with him that where you can cycle him in and out, but you'd have to go to hand. The only, the, uh, the only thing, well, and he's he's not legendary, right? But like, I think he there's a deck here that I think he actually would be pretty good in, and that's the. Um, no, you want to cycle him to your hand. You cycle him to your hand and spin him out, and every time you can just. I think he just goes in Dino decks. Yeah, I think in Dino decks, and also in Thrun the Last Troll, unless he already has Trample, which he might. Mm. Uh, let me let me go to the let me go to the interwebs here. Um, yeah, so Thrun. Um, has, like we saw Australian Alex, or AA, if we will. He can't be countered, can't be the target of spells or abilities your opponent control, and then regenerates for a 4-4. So mm -hmm. this actually would be kind of cool to be able to cycle him, draw a card, and give him trample. Yep. Right? Like, kind of, a, like again, kind of an edge case, and then worse, like, if you draw him late, you don't have to run, then you have an 11-11 trampler to stick everything else on, so sure. I'm going to make fine. it a goal to find something yeah. really good for this. I'm sure there's a card out there that just is beautiful. You know what this, this would actually probably do some work in? Uh, granted, uh, APB out for Davis. He just doesn't play with us anymore. <laughs> oh, right. uh, Goreclaw. Oh, this would yeah, great. Goreclaw. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I think there's so some use out there good. for this card. I'm going to find something really it, good. And we'll, we'll be, get into this. It is, it is weird that they printed a Godzilla card and it's not legendary, right? Like, yeah. Which is kind of strange, but anyway, we'll, that's Whatever. their decision to make. Yeah. Moving on from there. Uh, so the next one is Rodon, Titan of Winged Fury. Uh, wish I would have waited to build my Jeskai deck. This would probably would have been better than mine. Uh, this is Jeskai, so it's blue, red, white. And his actual name is... I got Apex oh gosh, of Thunder at the end. Apex of Thunder. Voldrak, Apex got... of Thunder... Hodrak? Hodaddy? Ho it's Hodaddy Apex of Thunder. Uh, nice. It's an uh, elemental dinosaur cat. What is with all the cats? <laughs> I love that cat tribal. The people have, the people uh, have spoken and they've listened. Uh, it's a 3-3, and it does have mutate for a colorless and Azorius red-red. Flying first strike. Whenever this creature mutates, you may cast target non-creature card with cover mana cost three or less from your graveyard without paying its mana cost. Now, this is something that I think could actually be a commander oh, for sure. if you're doing like some weird CMC three or less right, tribal. Yeah. Question on mutate I mean, I coming out of the command zone. How does that work? It, so it'd yep. be four for the first time, and then the next time it'd be six. six. Okay, so yeah. it does stack. Okay, yeah. I just wanted to make sure it wasn't like a Derevi effect. But this actually might be nope. kind of this card could be kind of interesting in my Jeskai deck. That's kind of like Battle Bros, right? Like sure, kind of in the ninety nine as something that you get some incidental value on. You get some flying and first strike onto one of your things, maybe buff them up a little bit. Um, but yeah, I think it's interesting. I think it could definitely be built around, right? Like, Jeskai, three or three CMC or less has never really been done before. Yeah. So, like, yeah. I think that could be pretty fun. Yeah. Um, and, again, worst case scenario, you're paying three for a 3-3 three, three flyer first strike, which, again, Jeskai loves their and command and damage. Things. Yeah. Yeah, ex exactly. So, yeah, he's, he's got some wings to him. Did yeah. it? Because he yeah. flies. Got it. <laughs> Isn't it weird that cats are fighting things that fly in life, but here they're working together? It's, just, it's a crazy world we live in. <laughs> Jesus. 
So the next one is going to be Space Godzilla. And uh, I get it. They developed these cards a bit in the future <laughs> or the past. Uh, its original name was Death Corona. Oh. <laughs> poor, poor, poor choice. Uh, so it's now been changed to Void Invader. Poor, poor choice of words. Uh, and, and from what I've heard is that, that. they're... Oh. Apparently, there may be a first print run where oh it is Death God. Corona. Dude, can you imagine how much that's going to be yeah, worth on the secondary like market? The, it's like the French version of delay, like retard, right? Oh, <laughs> my expensive. God. Well, so, space, yeah. So, Space Godzilla Void Reckoner, because uh, his initial name was. I've got Space his original name was Vader. Void Beckoner. That's 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 his new uh, one. Yeah. Okay. So his name was Void Beckoner in both. They just called him Death Corona some, in the original. For some, some insane reason. So it's a creature nightmare horror, and actually I think this one has a lot of wheels. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an eight eight death touch cycling for two and a black when you cycle it put a death touch counter on target creature you control black loves putting stuff yep, to the graveyard sure. and getting it back out um i would love to have this in a black yeah, deck. yeah absolutely. Um, granted my black decks wouldn't necessarily work well with this because mine's all about the teeny weenies sure. I, I don't have a lot of ways to get back <laughs> big stuff uh but if i ran a traditional black right. deck or a traditional mm-hmm. golgari deck oh man i mean even in teeny weenies death touch really scares people from attacking you they don't want to come at you if you have teeny weenies with death touch because you know you'll chump them and kill them i think in his teeny weenie deck like his his teeny weenies are just there to be like played and then sacked for value and then come yeah. back but I think this I think this does do I think this would be really good in my mono black crick deck. Being able to cycle, Ooh, draw yeah. a card, and put a counter on crick for six and four life. Oh, or, or and then he has death be, touch and lifelink. Right. Mm-hmm. And actually the ability on it would only be two colorless to do that. And you draw a card. And then again, you just reanimate him out of your graveyard. You have an eight eight death touch coming out. So pretty good. All yeah. right, all right. The wheels are turning on old uh, space yeah. gods over yeah. there. There you go. And think about the possibilities of a uh, an unglued set with Void Beckham as a oh, David Beckham card. Sure. Mm-hmm. Oh God. Yeah. Coming just in. laying that out there, Wizards. There, look, was, and Wizards just doing an, an athlete, <laughs> an athlete unglued set. Oh, that'd be great. It's like Aaron. And it's like Aaron Rodgers complain when you get when this card gets dealt damage. Hey, sports Jesus. <laughs> All right, the next one's Mothra Supersonic oh, Queen. Oh, maybe. And its actual name is. Uh, wait, I got blood moth at the or brood moth at the end, but uh, I can't read I got the first it's, part. Um, luminous brood moth. There we yeah. go. Two colorless white white creature insect. It's a mythic <laughs> and not legendary. Kind of weird. Mm-hmm. A little bit. Um, three four flying. Whenever a creature you control without flying dies, return it to the battlefield under its owner's control with a flying counter on it. Oof. So I told these guys precast. There's already an infinite combo. Three yep. cards. Um, that's out there. You do the two colorless white enchantment. I believe it's solemnity uh, to where uh, creatures can't get counters. Oh, nice. And then there's a red uh, creature that has haste that you tap, sack him, deal a damage to a player. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you tap, sack, and then he comes back with a flying counter, but he won't come back with the counter. So then you just infinitely sack him out. And you're right, on. yeah, and you can do that. There's actually multiple cards nice. that do that because there's like. Oh, yeah, slinging lieutenant. Right, and, um, and Mog Fanatic just sacrifices himself. Uh, Reckless Firebraid does the same thing. That's the one that you, that's oh. the one that taps. Yeah. So there's like a lot of options in that if you want to build that 
<laughs> janky three card infinite combo where, you, where you, you have to you can't tutor for the creature and you can't be your commander so i think in, yeah i think irl this card is really really good um sure assuming you're not playing like boros angels if you're playing like boros low to the ground like the way boros is supposed to be played it's super good um there's so little recursion or just orzov yeah. i mean your taste of karlov deck would probably love yeah, this yeah absolutely this is this has so much value to it. Yeah, it's just... it's a really it's a really cool, really well designed card. All right, the next one is going to be Ghidorah, King of the Cosmos, or something Apex of Wishes. <laughs> it's an Apex. Uh, right? What more do you want? <laughs> uh, so it's two colorless and Teamer, uh, green, blue, red. It's a <laughs> and we finally got a legendary creature to talk about again. Beast Elemental Dinosaur six six. It has mutate three colorless. Gruel. Gruel. Blue, blue. Flying trample. Whenever this creature mutates, exile cards from the top of your library until you exile a non-land permanent card. Put that card onto the battlefield or into gross. your hands. Yeah, it's dude, this cruel. thing is amazing. That's so gross. You're you're in you're in the you're in the colors that let you ramp and let you top deck manipulate, right? So yeah. imagine like brainstorming or um, future sight or something like that, where you know exactly what's on the top, and you're like, okay, yeah, I'll just go get whatever omniscience or anything like that. Any sort of insane cards in these colors to just close out the game right now. This one gives me some and, kind of like commander overpowered attracts of vibes. Yeah, so uh, it got fee- it, it skyrocketed in price because of Uro, but the Crystal Shard, to where you just pay a blue and you can bounce oh, a creature yeah, back yeah. to your hand. <clears throat> just imagine, you could probably do extra turns Ghidorah. Yeah, except it's got to be, you got to figure out a way to get a non-land permanent that lets you take an extra turn. But I mean, still, there's still there's still a lot of room there. It's a really, really, really cool card. So this oh, is gonna be this is definitely so gonna be a cheap. popular one. Like, yeah. mana cost for what he does is five is not enough. Yeah, exactly. Five for a six six flying, flying trample, trample as, with a as, in a worst case scenario, ability. right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, non-land permanent. Just saw that. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know. But still, like, there's still ways that you could get around that, right? You could do... Nope, trash card. You could get a... Uh, <laughs> you could get, like... You could do, like, a, a spin where this goes on Archaeomancer and you get time warp back from your graveyard or some sort of rigmarole like that or on, uh, yeah. you know, uh, there's a gazillion ways that you could do it. But, yeah, it's it's sure. definitely pretty cool. Yep. All right. On to the last card, guys. It is... The, the king himself one. finally here. Godzilla, king of the monsters. Uh, his real name is Zolrotha Strength Incarnate. Yes, I think so. Uh, three colorless Rakdos, legendary creature uh, dinosaur. Gruel. He's a gruel. Oh, wow. Three colorless gruel. He's a legendary creature dinosaur, mythic. He's a 7-3 trample, and basically, he's reverse butts. Right. <laughs> Lethal damage to creatures you control is just, is determined by their power rather than their toughness. So crazy. Which I've, al- I've always thought it's like, man, you know, this creature's real cool, but he's an 8-1 right. or right. a 5-1. And it's like, oh, man, he could die to anything. Not anymore. <laughs> Wow, coming in, coming in hot, ball lightning, about to skyrocket. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's cool. Like, I think it's, I think it's really interesting that they choose to do like lethal damage, so it has to kill. But again, like if you look at that, there are piles of creatures out there that are like seven threes for fours, or oh yeah, you know, dude, Red's five, gonna have a five, field day in that five twos for four, you know, and that sort of thing. I think, um, but do you think there's enough of them in? Uh, 
gruel to make him the commander. Oh, I think so. That's I think you can go through and look into any of the green and red cards and find a bunch of uncommons and commons that don't have a lot of abilities, but are five ones, four ones. Just make sure, a, yeah. make a, a field point. day out of it. What we would call draft chaff. Yeah, for yeah, sure. no, I yeah. think they're you giving can... that that draft chaff a little bit of uh, a, little a little bit of bit, underwear support. And you could also you could also make the argument that there's a lot of things that do like just power buff, right? Like a lot of things that like like um, orcish and flame, like attacking creatures you control get plus two plus zero. Locks it on one. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> right? And like those now become like symmetrical effects as opposed to just to power. So um, the only thing that sucks is like this is yet another gruel commander that just goes in the red zone, right? Like this is how it wins. So whatever. <laughs> yeah. But again, like to the original point thing. of like. You're paying five for a seven three trampler. I mean, like that's pretty good stats for a commander on top. Yeah. Right. And yeah. like in red, you have haste effects. Um, you have some. You have well, in in red, you also make a ton of those three one elements. Oh, yes, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That are going to become beaters. So let's just I think, say this I mean, card is going to make a new name for excited squee. Ooh, like it. Stick to one name. <laughs> it's not can't in my nature. It. Can't can't do it. Won't do it. All right, guys. Well, that's going to cover our What's the Plane Chase. Now in that last segment, Squee dives into those creative juices with the Weatherland. Welcome back to the Weatherlight Report, coming to you live from Weatherlight Chopper 4. I'm Squee McGee. Since I've been stuck inside, I've been feeling a little bit expensive and decided to pick the most expensive commander I'll ever going to see. I'll promise you that. Uh, it is Lady Evangela. It's an old legend. Oh, it's a, it's a yeah. summon cleric legend. They added it to a cleric, I believe. It has for a black and a white tap target creature does no damage during combat this turn. <laughs> it has black, blue, white, and it's a one-two. I'm super excited uh, for this. And hold on, she has flavor text. Oh yeah, why don't you yeah, read she that? She sure off? does. When Milady was young, the sight of a rainbow would fill her soul with peace. As she grew, she learned to share her rapture with others. Nice. Interesting. It's like ooh, it's like ooh, positive. It, it, <laughs> Old school Mark Pool. Yeah, and this is a this is yet another a piece? slice or piece of uh, magic history, if you will. <laughs> and it does reflect that in the price point. I'm a little embarrassed to admit this card runs thirty dollars. Yeah, on a good day, that's it's closer to forty. The one that I found for thirty dollars was in a different language. Classic. <laughs> yeah, we'll take anyway. it. And it's and it's in a quality eighteen decks. Uh, yeah, and there's gonna be a lot more because cleric tribal is really strong. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, what, do you got so, for, what do you got for a squeeze? So the first card I wanted to talk about, I figured Big Tuck would be excited, is a Kithkin Cleric. Woo! Uh, it is Battletide Alchemist for three colorless, two white. If a source would deal damage to a player, you may prevent X of that damage, where X is the number of clerics you control. It's a 3-4. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's not yeah, bad. it's not little, bad. Little, it's it's little on theme. Little cleric sub-tribal? Sure, yeah, I like it. I'm thinking a cl- No, it's it's a cleric full tribal. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh I see. Yeah. <laughs> cleric full tribal with a pillow fort. It, it's 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 kind of Kithkin tribal. Kind of Kithkin, but full on I cleric. I felt like I was just in the Oceans movies there, speaking in weird tongues. Cleric <laughs> Kithkin tribal with a pillow fort? Like, that's a weird way to rob a bank. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. No, I mean, yeah, this, this isn't bad. Um, I do like... How it just says if a source would deal damage to a player. Yeah, it's it's a pillow where, for, I mean, and a group hug. 
potentially. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I like about it. So this could almost see play. I mean, it's only seen in 368 right. decks right. total. Why isn't this an everything tribal? I mean, this should yeah. be an every yeah, Morphon cool. deck. In the, spell, or... in the spell shaper tribal, absolutely. <clears throat> yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, well, what's the next card? All right, so next card I wanted to talk about is Profane Prayers. It is a black sorcery for two colorless, two black. So Profane Prayers deals X damage to target creature or player, and you gain X life, where X is the number of clerics in play. Oh, okay. Oh, in play? I yeah. like that. Suck it so uh, you can suck it to another spell, another, uh... <laughs> Kith can what cleric is that? tribal? Uh, changeling tribal, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, this is actually really good, because I'm going to run... Almost all clerics in this deck, because there's enough support for mm -hmm. it after looking through the three different colors. They're mostly in white and black. Sure. Um, but say you got 15 or 20 clerics on the board after a while, that's a lot of damage to throw at a player. God, is that all the clerics in Magic System? up. Probably damn near close. Uh, no, Except it's for not one. <laughs> all right. So, next card I wanted to talk about. It's another cleric, if you hadn't guessed. Uh, it's named Dark Supplicant. And it's one black. Creature cleric. It has tap. Sacrifice three clerics. Search your graveyard, hand, and or library for a card named Scion of Darkness and put it into play. If you search your library this way, shuffle it. And then Scion <laughs> okay. of Darkness reads, five colorless, three black, creature avatar with trample. It's a 6-6. Six, six. Whenever Scion of Darkness deals combat damage to a player, you may put a target creature card from that player's graveyard into play under your control. Oh, right. How have I never seen <laughs> this? Brutal. It's a yeah, one-mana really brutal card. Love it. What Dude, was the first? What, what was the first thing that did? What'd you say? What was the what was the what was the thing that you sacked to go find this? Uh, it's three dark supplicant. And yeah, you tap sack three clerics. Search your graveyard, hand and or library for oh. a card named Scion of Darkness, and put it into play. Damn! And you could cycle. You could cycle the Scion and then get it yeah. back from there. Uh, if you draw, is Scion going to make an appearance? Bring him out. All right. Okay. The the Scion going to make an appearance in Zer? Oh. I hope Maybe. so. I hope so. It'll be a squeeze special. Uh, I was really excited Zer, about this. Zer, this is like Claire, neither of these cards travel. are used in any decks, and it's weird. Yeah, it's really, really weird. Because yeah, with nice. the cycling, there's no downside. You get him early, you still get to draw a card. Right. And he's in your graveyard. You go search for him. Other than sure, getting yeah. like rest in peace, mm -hmm. he's there. Huh. Anyways, that's yeah, fair. Dig so, it. so the last card I want to talk about, I always like to throw something a little bit fun in the end. It is Azores Elocators. And for those playing the home game, that's A-O, A-Z-O-R-S, E-L-O-C-U-T-O-R-S. Filibuster! Yes. So it's three colorless, and then it has hybrid blue-white for two. At the beginning of your upkeep, put a filibuster counter on Azor's Elocators. Then if Azor's Elocators has five or more filibuster counters on it, you win the game. Whenever a source deals damage to you, remove a filibuster counter from Azor's Elocators at 3-5. So you block all the damage coming through with all of your clerics and your commander, and this guy gets to five counters and you win. <laughs> yes. Wow. And with the Kithkin, you can prevent the damage coming to you, hopefully below one, and then this guy can live through it. So sure. Yeah. Exactly. And I feel like at its price point, at a quarter, this is going to be making an appearance in Squeeze a Traxodon. Oh, uh, yeah. For like sure. It. Like <laughs> this it. This is so good in there. That, 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 that. That, that is a three-turn clock. Yeah. <laughs> proliferate, then proliferate again. Oops. Game over. Nice. No problem. Yeah, I'm very excited about this deck. I very badly want to want to build it. Uh, outside of the commander being $40, the rest of it is pretty damn cheap. Yeah. Like, I still you think you could do it under 100 bucks. So, Mr. Combo, I'm sure you're ahead of this, but we do know that there is some severe cleric assist that you can find for this deck. 
Help me out. What are you talking about? So first off, you can run Shadowborn Apostles, which are human clerics. Yep. You can run as many of those as you want. Yeah. And then you can Yeah, but but if you're gonna do that, I mean and they're expensive. Yeah, they're $30 well a piece. Yeah. But there there is a card that's not expensive that would be a slam dunk in here. So Edgewalker, colorless white, uh black. Yeah. Clerk spells you play cost a uh, white and a black less to play. This effect oh, reduces yeah. only the amount of colored mana you pay. I looked at this one. That that's yeah. for sure going in there. It's and so for, good. For how much it's played in, it's still only less than a dollar. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm very excited. I'm going to build this for sure. Esper, Esper cleric deck, sure. Why not? Like, like I love tribal, and yeah. I, I don't know if I've ever played a cleric tribal. Well, I guess there's only one way to find out. Yeah. Ooh. Bring it on. Anyways, that's all I had. So I'll kick it back to the action four news desk with Mr. Combo and Big Tuck. Thank you for staying with us, and as always, remember the great giveaways from CMD Tower and Level 1 Game Shop by retweeting, subscribing, following, liking, sharing, and placing orders through level1gameshop.com. Also, another way to support your news team is head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash cmdtower. With reward tiers for all the budgets, there is a way that you, the collective, can help. You can stay in touch with your MTG Action 4 news team by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and our website, cmdtower.com, and also joining our Quarantine Battlegrounds Discord. It's completely free. You can jam games. Yeah. There you go, big yeah. job. Thank Whatever you. Uh, well, with anyone you'd like to, just head over to at CMD Tower at Mr. Combo Number Five, all spelled out except for the five at Dear Squee at Big Tuck Tweeting, and you'll see it in our pinned tweets from your MTG Action 4 news team. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. We'll